0: Welcome back, Whole Nine Yards, on a Tuesday afternoon. It's twelve twenty-six Eastern here. Uh, Brandon, how's it going?
1: Good. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing's really going on. Uh, so, yeah, everything's good. So today we got a little bit of a special episode. The podcast has
0: now officially been going on long enough that we can start to react to some of our own takes. Pretty interesting. Uh, we'll just start. So we're going to react to our MBA takes. It's an episode from four months ago. Um, it's one of our, I think it might've been our first video or first, yeah. First episode with video. Um, it was like a two hour, 11 minute episode. Uh, we can, I'll, I'll link it in the description if you want to take a look at it. It's, I mean, I think our contents probably improved at least slightly now. Uh, but we'll get into it. Uh, we'll just start with the West. Um, I mean, we, so, I guess reacting to my one seed, uh, I had the Nuggets as the one seed. I think the sentiment was right. Um, I basically said, you know, Jokic is just gonna have to go crazy, and I think we'll eventually talk about it. But I mean, he did. Uh, obviously, Jamal Murray went out. We talked about MPJ. I think we both were high on MPJ, and I think MPJ proved that. Yeah, I mean, he was a he was he's not gonna win Most Improved Player, but he was a guy that he'd be in people. He'll be in people's top five if there's a top five for it. He'd be in that top five, maybe even that top three. Uh, so I think the sentiment was right. Obviously, they didn't end up being the number one seed. But I mean, Jokic is probably going to win MVP. We don't really have to, you know, hide that until our until our MVP segment. Uh, There's there's still the three seed. Uh, they're only what five and a half or five games back on the jazz. So I think I I, I mean, it was not my worst prediction. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I also had the Nuggets as my one seed. And yeah, I think we were both thinking the same thing when we made our list. Um, And it was that based off last year, what they did in the bubble, um, I guess we possibly could have seen that because, you know, some fatigue. I mean, they did make the Western Conference finals. That means they were playing in, you know, September. Uh, So I guess there was some fatigue. So I guess we could have looked into that, but still. You know, Jokic, I think we thought was going to improve. I don't think we thought he was going to win MVP, but I think we thought he would have been top five. Um, And, and, you know, we'll get into it later, but it looks like he will win MVP. But, you know, obviously Murray, you think would improve. Uh, You think he'd be an all-star. He wasn't even an all-star this year. So that was pretty disappointing. He did get better before he got injured. He was improving. uh, But like you said, he did get injured. And the Nuggets have actually played better since he got injured. But I think you'd still rather have Murray on your team than not. Uh, Porter did improve. I mean, he's averaging 19 a game. Um, so he definitely did get better Uh, he's not going to win most improved but he definitely is in the conversation Um, and yeah this was definitely a team I think most people probably had as their one seed and you know I guess we'll get into the other teams that you know did get better but you know the Jazz and the Suns are the one and two and I don't think most people had them as their one and two I think people had them between five and probably nine I would say in the west so that's clearly a surprise there so I think there was just a couple teams that were more surprising and just performed better than the nuggets. But you know, I I think the prediction was I would I would still stand by and say it was a pretty good prediction. Uh
0: for the rest of the West, actually, I mean I was thinking actually I should just go through like the current standings and we can both react to that rather than both of us saying my two seed, my three seed, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean okay. So you know our both of our one seed both of our one seeds were the Nuggets and that was the three seed, but Looking at the actual Western Conference standing, so standings, they actually turned out the Jazz were the number one seed, 52 and 20. Uh I had the Jazz as definitely not the one seed. I had them as the one, two, three, four, five, six. I had them as the seventh seed. So I, I had them in the play-in tournament. Um, I mean, Brandon, where'd you have them? Reactions to their season? Outstanding the players.
1: Jazz. Yeah, I had the Jazz as my sixth seed. Um, and I guess – I, I mean, obviously, like you said, they the number one seed, which I didn't think they'd be. Um, I, you know, I they're just a team that didn't seem like, you know, they're basically the same team they were last year and where, I forget where they ended up last year, but I think they were the, they played the Nuggets in the first round. So what were they? The uh, Five seed, I think they were last year. So I didn't really see them being, you know, uh, maybe they were even the six seed actually last year, but I didn't really see them being a one seed this year. Uh, I think they went on that stretch where they were like 24 and two or something like that. That obviously helped. I mean, without that, uh, they're definitely not the one seed. So I think it was, you know, they're clearly a team that relies on team basketball. I mean, Mitchell's clearly their best player, but he's also been injured last month and they've still been playing pretty well. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, when your best player is Donovan Mitchell, you don't really have a true star. I think he's an all star, but I don't think he's a top 20 guy. Um, or at least a top 15 guy, a guy who could, you could put on any team. You could make them a lot better. I don't think he's that guy. Um, but yeah, they're, I think they're definitely surprised probably everyone. I don't think anyone thought they'd win over 50 games this year. Um, but yeah, I think this is a team where, and we'll get into the playoffs against a little bit later, but you know, this is a team that is more of a regular season team than a playoff team, I would say.
0: Yeah. I had them as my, I had basically in the plan, uh, definitely didn't expect them to expect them to be the one seed. Outstanding players. I mean, I think this team's honestly kind of how I, I don't think I was completely wrong on this team, obviously record wise. Yes. But in terms of playoff outcome, I don't think I'm gonna be completely wrong. I don't see this team going super far. If they had to play the Lakers in the first round, I'm picking the Lakers. I mean, I don't care. I'm picking the Lakers to win in the first round. If they, have to, if they had to play the Warriors in the first round, I'd consider picking the warriors and, and I know the warriors are not nearly as good of a, of a basketball team, but jazz versus warriors, who has the best player in that series, the warriors do. And in basketball, you know, the, the, the team with the best player won't always win the series, but most of the time they do. And I'm not saying that the jazz shouldn't be favored in that series, but if, if you're going, if it's jazz versus warriors and the warriors have the best player, that's a, that's a tough series for the jazz. They're, they're, they're probably going to get a rough break. I would assume unless they can play the Grizzlies or the, or the Spurs in the first round, they're going to have a tough break. Um, But yeah, I just, I I don't think I'm going to be completely wrong on this jazz team. They could have the same result as a seven seed and that's out in the first round. So uh, looking at the two seed, this was, probably a top two or three surprise of the league. It was the Suns. They went 51 and 21, only one game back of the first seed. They probably would have been the first seed if it wasn't for the jazz as well. Like, yeah, like you said, 24 and two streak there. Uh, I mean, I had them as, I want to say the nine seed. I want, I think the nine seed, uh, yeah, I had them as a nine seed. So I had them in the plan. I think you had them somewhere similar, maybe the eight or the 10. Uh, Chris Paul basically just transformed this team much more than I think people thought that he would. Um, Now we'll see if that translates into playoff success. Chris Paul kind of has yet to really, you know, super succeed in the playoffs. He's, you know, he's done well. He's made it to a conference finals, but he has yet to make it to an NBA finals. This team is less talented than some other teams in the West. And I, I think they'd even be the Suns would admit it as well. Uh, The Lakers are probably more talented. The Clippers have more top end talent. It's gonna be interesting to see how they play in the playoffs, but yeah, I mean they were super surprising for me. I had them as you know the nine seed. So
1: yeah, I also had my nine seed. Um I did have them as technically the eight seed, you know, in the playing tournament. I did have them winning that nine-10 game and then winning against the loser of the seven-eight game. But I guess for the end of the regular season, I did have them did have them as my nine seed. So yeah, definitely surprising. Um I thought this was a team, you know, before the season, I think I said like you get Paul. Uh, which obviously is going to help your team. But I just didn't exactly see this team being a top four seed in the West. You know, Booker, he's always been a good stats but bad team guy. And I don't know if that's his fault or not because the team around him just wasn't great. But that's just what he's been throughout his career. It's already been, you know, six years, five years in the league for him. So um, that's kind of the narrative that was on him. You know, Paul, he had a great year last year, but another year he's 35 you know you just don't know he always has an injury history uh, last year he didn't get injured this year he didn't get injured so two free injury years which is pretty impressive considering you know the last seven years he's basically been injured every single year so uh, that was something that wasn't expected from them um also just monty williams I and mean, he looks like he's going to win coach of the year uh, he did a great job with his team uh, the role players so you know the role like mikhail bridges stepping up jay crowder was a good addition in the offseason um, they just had really good complementary pieces along with Booker and Paul. So I don't think that, I think people kind of saw them similar to us, you know, seven, eight, nine, I think people probably had them as, and for them to be a two seed in the West. I mean, again, people probably thought the Lakers and the Clippers wouldn't be as good as last year uh, just because, you know, get you know, stars, you know, obviously long run for the Lakers, you know, Kawhi and PG injury resting that was kind of expected from them anyways. Um, so I don't think people thought of them being a top four seed, especially not two, but uh, definitely surprising uh, from them. But again, uh, their first round matchup, uh, which could be the Lakers, that they I could definitely see them losing the first round. If they had to play the Lakers, I could definitely see them losing to them.
0: Yeah, if they had to play the Lakers in round one, I'd, I'd pick the Lakers. Um, yeah. Uh, The three seed we talked about at Denver. Uh, We already talked about how they're, yeah, I'll skip it. Uh, The Clippers, uh, they were the four seed in real life. Uh, They went 47 and 25, tied with Denver for the three seed. Didn't have the tiebreaker, but I had the the Clippers as my three seed. Um, uh, So, I mean, pretty close, pretty close. They were basically tied for the three seed. Uh, They were kind of what I expected this year. Um, Maybe I expected them to be slightly better, uh, but – I think Kawhi was probably a little bit worse than I expected. And Paul George was probably a little bit better. Uh, the addition of Rajon Rondo completely kind of transformed the mentality and the way this team looked just on the court. And statistically, I guess they, you know, like points per game wise, they didn't really change too much, you know, in terms of individual statistics, but you saw it on, you know, in the win loss category and, just watching the team, they look completely different. I think Rondo kind of gave this team a veteran leadership that I guess Kawhi and Paul George just kind of lack as players. That's just not their style. They're not they're not like the alpha male in the locker room, and that's not a negative necessarily because in a lot of NBA locker rooms, there's just too many of those guys. Uh, whether it be you know LeBron and Kyrie on that Cavs team, they are both kind of alpha males. You know until Kyrie you know eventually wanted out. Even looking at that Warriors team, KD, Steph, I mean, those are both kind of like alpha males or whatever guys that, you know, kind of they want want it to be their team. So it's not necessarily a negative, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I had the Clippers as my, uh, I had them as my three. They were the four, pretty similar to how I thought things would play out. So,
1: yeah, I had them as my two seed. um, And like you said, they finished as the four seed, but could have been the three seed. They got the same record as the Nuggets. Um, And they basically forfeited the last two games of the season by sitting George and Leonard. So they most likely would have been the three seed. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I think, uh, I think I agree with you on, you know, Kawhi definitely wasn't as good as maybe we thought. I think he was pretty, I think he was just average, you know, he just did what he did and didn't really do anything spectacular. George was definitely better um, even with some injuries that he had and, you know, still some slumps in there, but he was definitely better than last season Um, especially the playoffs, obviously. But I think as a team, I think they're the – I want to say that they were the uh, best three-point shooting team of all time in terms of percentage-wise throughout the whole team. It was over 40%. uh, It was around 40%, something like that. I think they had five or six guys shoot over 40% from three. So they're a much-improved three-point shooting team um, overall as a team, which is huge because obviously in the playoffs, you know, three-point shooting is going to play a factor. They're still a pretty good defensive team, obviously, when you have George, Leonard, uh, Rondo uh, Pat Bev, if he ever, you know, can get on the court. Um, so they're still pretty good defensively. Uh, and yeah, this it's kind of what I expected them to be. You know, I had them as the two seed, um, again, with the Utah Phoenix, surprising teams, um, as the one and two, I think the Clippers probably would have been a two seed. Um, if you don't have a team like Utah or Phoenix, uh, but yeah, they're pretty similar to what I thought. And I think we both agreed on them, you know, a uh, team that's going to be top four in the West anyways. And, at least second round, depending on seeding, they're not going to have to face the Lakers in the second round. So they could potentially get to that Western Conference Finals without having to face the Lakers. But yeah, again, I think pretty similar to what we thought before the season started.
0: The fifth seed with the Mavericks, um, I had them as my four seed. I thought they'd be a little bit better. I mean, we both talked about it in that podcast that I said at least that they could be potentially even better than the four seed, which I had, pred- had them predicted at. Uh, I wanted that. I wanted to slot them even higher. I just couldn't find the room with you know, the Nuggets, Lakers, and Clippers. Uh, I think out the gate, Luka was slightly worse than I anticipated. Probably honestly, not even slightly. He was just worse than I anticipated. Three point percentage was down, down a lot, and uh, he just wasn't looking like an MVP candidate. Um, but after that, like initial start to the year, they kind of started to pick it up a lot more. They were a team that wasn't even in the playoffs to really start the year. Uh, and then they kind of started to slowly creep up and creep up. And eventually they got back to the five seed, which is kind of where we thought they'd be. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris tops is still a question mark. I think their whole team is kind of still a question mark in my mind. Uh, I think I can, I mean, the, 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 Seth Curry trade was probably a lose for them. I think Seth Curry has been amazing for this, for the Sixers. And if you could do that trade back again, I don't think you do it if you're the Mavericks, I, I there's no way you would. Um, but yeah, Luke, Luke, is still, he's a top, he's going to be a top five guy in the league soon if he isn't already. And he's going to be that for the next probably 12 to 15 years. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Mavericks are going to compete with the Clippers in the first round. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they'll compete just like they did last year. Uh, maybe even slightly more. So maybe they push it seven, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think I was pretty close in the Mavs, uh, other than the start of the year.
1: Yeah, I also met, had them as my four seed, and you know they started the year eight and twelve, but since then they went thirty four and eighteen. I think that's more the team that we thought would be there, not the team that started eight and twelve. And it was clearly because Luca wasn't in shape; um, he just wasn't even close to the same player he was the year before. Um, and then as the season went on, he got more in shape and just got better, and he, cl- he turned into that MVP candidate. But obviously, it was just too late, you know, in the season with all the other guys in their seasons. Um, But yeah, this is the team that I think we thought was going to be there. you know, they finished 42 and 30. Again, if you take that start from the season, I think they'd probably have 45 wins um, at the minimum, I would say, which would, I guess, still be the five seed. But I think they'd be competing more for that three, four seed if they started off better. Uh, Chris Stapps is definitely still a question mark, you know, some sometimes it looks like they're better with him off the court, you know, he, he obviously brings spacing, but he does. he's not really that defensive presence anymore like he was in New York, he's not a, he's not a great rebounder, obviously he's, you know, tall and skinny, so he's not going to be able to box guys out in the paint, um, his shooting still really isn't there, honestly, um, it just seems like he's in and out of games, he's in the offense and he goes five minutes without even touching the ball, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it's something they're definitely have to work out for the playoffs. Obviously you only have a couple of days uh, till the playoff starts, but um, that's clearly their biggest question mark. I'm not really worried about Luca. Uh, they're outside shooting. I think they're still one of the best offensive, offensive rated teams in the league. Last year they set the record. I think this year it's either them or someone else who set the record again. Um, so clearly that's not really a problem for them, but yeah, this is, it's going to be all in Luca in this first round playoffs against the Clippers. And, yeah, I, I probably have the Clippers winning, but I think, you know, last year went six, uh, obviously by that buzzer beater by Luca, that's why. But I think this one could be way more competitive. Even if it's still six games, I think it'll be a better six games than it was last year.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree. I think uh, if Luca's the best player by a fair margin in this series, which I think he could be, uh, just because he's on a team by himself, Kawhi and George Arnn, so I think, you know, Doncic has room to be that best player in the series. If he can be that – Year is gonna be really competitive. I don't see the Mavs winning unless the Clippers choke like they did last year, which you know may happen, but uh, yeah. Um, the sixth seed in real life was the was the Blazers. They were tied with the Mavs for the fifth seed, 42 and 30. Um, I had them as my five seed. I was a lot higher on them than you were. At least that's or that's what I remember at least. Um Dame was great. McCollum was great off the start, got injured, still had a great year. Uh, McCollum was better than even I probably expected he would be. I'm a guy that would probably like to trade McCollum at some point. Um, Yeah, Dame's, I mean, Dame's just a baller. Uh, He's probably the second best point guard in the league. Um, Obviously, Curry being number one. Yeah, I think this team's kind of where I thought they'd be. Um, But yeah, I, I don't really have too much to say on them.
1: Yeah, I had them as my eighth seed, um, and then I had them losing to the Suns, at least in our pre-predictions. Uh, so I actually had them missing the playoffs after the play-in tournament. But, yeah, the team definitely overperformed. Um, and clearly with their injuries early in the season, I thought they'd be tanked. I mean, even though you still had Lillard, McCollum was out. Nurkic was out. Uh, you were missing guys. Obviously, they traded Trent for Powell, which, you know, I think they probably wouldn't want to do that again. Obviously, you know, Trent's really been a lot better in with the Raptors. Uh, and Powell's going to be a free agent, which they're not going to pay. So I don't think they would have done that again. But, um, yeah, this is a team where Lillard did – he was really good this year. I mean, obviously, he was a lot better even than what the stats say he was. I think he was still 29-7 and seven a game, but he was just better than that. Uh, to lead a team without, you know, your second and third best players, still be six in the West, 42-30. and 30. Uh, Again, could have been fit. They, they lost that tiebreaker to the Mavs. Um, so definitely a really uh, impressive season, uh, not only from Blazers but from Lillard. Um, but again, their defense is the biggest key for them. It's definitely the scariest part. They're allowing 114 points a game, uh, which is, out of the teams that made the playoffs in the West, it's the worst, even the, the teams that made the play-in tournament, uh, it's the worst by two points, um, at the minimum. So, uh, that's the biggest thing. And in that first round against the Nuggets, I don't think it's really going to be a close series. I mean, uh, last time they played in the playoffs, the Blazers did win in seven, but two completely different teams, um, two years later. Uh, than they were, what, what they were uh, when the Nuggets played them in that second round 20, uh, 2019. So I think the Nuggets will win this series, but, uh, you know, the Blazers, definitely a really impressive season, though.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, seven seed the Lakers, a pretty surprising overall result. Came down to basically injuries. I mean, when you don't have LeBron and AD for a solid amount of the season or you have one playing and not the other, this team's clearly just not as good and i think they need both of them at at least a certain percentage of 100% to i need they need they both need to be on the court for them to win series is. um we'll see how the plan shakes out i would be really really surprised if somehow they didn't make it into the playoffs um even if they lose to the warriors i just are they really going to lose to either the grad, the grizzlies or the spurs i just i don't think so um i don't think i was horribly wrong on this team either i mean they're only you know nine games out of the two seed which is a fair amount but they also lost lebron and ad for a solid amount of the season if they don't have that i think they're competing for that two seed i don't know that they get it i think they're probably around that three to four seed where the clippers are but but still i think this is a pretty solid team and you know if you're telling me this team gets into the playoffs i'm picking them to win the to. i'm picking them to win the championship probably so
1: yeah, I had them as my three seed in the West. And LeBron and AD, I think they both missed 30 games. Maybe it was 28 and 30 games each. So for them, for two best players and two arguably top seven players in the NBA um, to miss that amount of games with a team where, you know, your next best player is Schroeder, Kuzma, Harrell. It's nothing amazing, but it's still a good enough team to win games. And, you know, they still win 42 and 30. So if LeBron and AD, let's say they only miss 12 to 15 games, I think this team is up there with the Nuggets and the Clippers at 47 wins. I mean, that's a five-win difference. I think LeBron and AD could even be more. They could even get to 50 wins, honestly. They missed half of those games that they missed. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we were wrong. I think, obviously, just injuries just played the biggest factor in them being the seven seed right now. And without those injuries, I think they're clearly a the top-four team in the West. Um, no matter what the record would be, they'd be the number-one team in the West, obviously, when it comes to the playoffs. But, yeah, I think honestly, them being a seven seed, I think it still works out because I think they're better than Phoenix. Um, their front line is better than Phoenix's front line. I think Phoenix can have a big problem with that uh, in that first round, assuming the Lakers beat the Warriors, which definitely a possibility. The Warriors could win, uh, you know, if Curry goes crazy. But uh, I think most people have the Lakers winning that, and then yeah, I think it just works out for them uh, honestly uh, in this playoffs with them being the seven seed. So yeah, I think it's not it's not the worst thing possible considering if you're if you were to tell the Lakers. That LeBron and AD would miss 30 games each, and you're probably set up about as good as you could be going into the playoffs. I think, you know, I think people would not, I don't think they'd be, um, I think they find that crazy that, you know, they'd probably be in a pretty good shape with them being a seventh seed right now.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, at the eight seed, I, or sorry, at the eight seed, there were the Warriors. Um, I had them as my sixth seed. I was probably a little bit higher on them than you were. I think you probably had them around the eight. Um yeah I mean Steph he averaged like 32 5 and 5 this year he went absolutely ham if it weren't for Jokic there's a solid chance he wins MVP I guess if it weren't for Jokic and Embiid maybe he even would he maybe he even would win it over Embiid who knows uh but yeah I mean he had an insane year not much too, not too much help around him I think Draymond was better than I expected um even though I guess I had them better than they ended up being Draymond kind of had a, a little bit of a career revival offensively, not nearly the same, but he was a guy that if it weren't for Gobert and Simmons, he's in that defensive player of the year conversation. So to me, that's that's sort of a career revival for him, at least compared to last year when he basically looked like he was a guy that, you know, who really cares about him at all. Um, but yeah, I think there's just not much help around Curry. Curry has to basically be the MVP of the league for them to, to beat the Lakers, he'll have to be the best player in that in that game for them to win, which is possible. I don't'm not gonna predict it, but I think I think Curry gives him a chance in almost any series, not a great chance, but a puncher's chance, a Hail Mary chance. If Curry just goes off in a series and for six games or for seven games, he can average 35 points on or maybe even more than 35 on 50% from three. I mean, that's a tough series to win when he's, if he's going to be so dominant, but again, that's a tough, that's tough to predict. Uh, but yeah, uh, Warriors, the eighth seed.
1: Yeah. I had them as my seventh seed uh, when we did our pre-predictions and yeah, I think they finished, I mean, they finished as the eighth seed, but I think it was, I think I was pretty spot on with it. It was, you know, Curry was going to average 30 plus points a game and you were, have, you were going to have to hope. Now, obviously Ubre hasn't worked out at all. I thought he'd be a lot better than he's been. Um, but you were hoping that Ubre, Wiggins would give you you know 15 to 17 points a game, maybe even more than that. I guess Wiggins like 20 points per game. Um, but those guys would be at least solid second and third options, and at least you know not trustworthy, but at least trusted enough to take you know to make shots and take shots uh, on their own. But that's just not been the case. Uh, Draymond's been a lot better, like you said. I mean, he's averaging nine assists. He's probably a top five defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he'll probably make first team all defense. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Um, but yeah, I think this team is probably exactly where most people thought they'd be and where it's Curry. Basically, if Curry doesn't have a good game, they're probably not winning and, you know, they'll win against good teams if he goes off and against the average teams, as long as he plays good enough, they'll most likely win. So I think they're, I think most people have them here, uh, between that eight, probably seven, yeah, I guess seven and 10 range. I think most, people probably didn't think they'd be a 10 seed, but yeah, I think this was pretty, uh, pretty spot on for them.
0: Yeah, uh, the Grizzlies were the nine seed. I had them as my eight seed. I think you might have them missing the playoffs, if I recall. I'm not exactly too sure, but yeah, I think this Grizzlies team. It looks like at the beginning they weren't going to make the playoffs. They had injuries that uh, uh, Triple J was injured, Jaw was injured. Um, I think they might have even add more injuries, but I mean this this Grizzlies team. The Grizzlies in general are a team that just tend to over overachieve and overperform. Uh, Jaw's just, I mean, he's a He's, a, he's going to be the second best player from that 2019 draft class. There's a reason he won Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's a great player. He's not Zion, but he's not, he's a super athletic point guard who can play make. He can kind of do everything. Um, and I'm excited to see his development. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this team's around around where I thought they would be. Uh, maybe I was a little bit higher on them than most, and I was probably still too high on them. I mean, at, le- at least one seed too high. But, uh, yeah, what are your reactions from Nick he's at the nine seed?
1: Yeah, I didn't even have them in my top 10. Uh, I thought this team would be – obviously, they overperformed last year with Ja, and I thought this year they'd underperform. Not even underperform, I just thought they'd regress. Um, not more so because of their team, but more so the other teams in the West. Obviously, you had the Warriors, who were you know the wor- one of the worst teams in the league last year. Obviously, that wasn't going to be the case. Um, and then just the West as a whole was going to be better. You thought New Orleans could possibly be better, um, but that wasn't the case. But even still, there were other teams that I thought would be better than Memphis – um, so for them to be a nine seed and they even could have been the eight seed uh, came down to the last game of the regular season. Um, I think it's really impressive for them. Uh, Your right. Jaw definitely. You know, he had that ankle injury that was like what, 10 games into the season. And it looked like he was going to be out for at least a month or two. He came back in like three weeks, which was crazy that he even came back that fast. Uh, it was like a high ankle sprain. Um, and he was really good this year. Jaron Jackson, Jr. He only played 11 games. Uh, not much of a factor, obviously, from coming back from that injury, which is a whole different, you know, situation with that team. Um, but yeah, this—I mean, obviously—are they even going to make the playoffs? I'd Probably not. Even if they beat the Spurs, if they have to play the Warriors, I don't think they're going to win. Obviously, if they have to play the Lakers, they're not going to win. Um, so yeah, this is a team that definitely needs improvements. Uh, I don't know if Ja can be your best player on that team. I mean, he might have to be because you're the Grizzlies, and you're not going to have free agent attractions, but. I, I definitely doubt his ability to be a true number one on a, you know, a playoff team, uh, especially in the West. Uh, it's going to be very hard in the West in the next couple of years. So obviously the Pelicans will be better. Um, you know, Minnesota, could they be better? Possibly. I don't know. Their defense is always terrible. They're um, still going to have the Lakers, still going to have the Warriors, at least for a couple of years. You know, the Mavericks are only going to get better. The Nuggets going to get better. Um, so it's definitely going to be tough for the West and the Grizzlies, but for at least for this season, yeah, they definitely were better than what that than what I thought at least.
0: Yeah, uh, sitting at the ten seed were the Spurs. I did not have the Spurs in my in my playoffs. I think for the most part, it comes down to just Popovich is really good. Um, Demar was has been better than I thought he'd be. Um, not necessarily. I mean, he's a guy that he he put up what twenty one point six points per game this season, so. He's a he's a guy that produces, but I mean, he's not a guy. He's not even a top four player, probably on a championship winning team. He might be the fourth at best, but that's kind of pushing it to me. Um, Dejounte Murray is kind of a lockdown defensive guy. I'm not sure how Spurs fans particularly feel about him and his development, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that performed better than I thought they would. But I mean, you know, by no means were they a, a great team. On what they were, 33 and 39, right? So, I mean, yeah, uh, I had I had the Pelicans squeezing in there and kind of taking that spot. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't have the Spurs in my top 10. I had the Pelicans, like you said, as my 10 seed. Um, they were terrible this year. And the Spurs, even though they weren't that good, they were just better than the Pelicans were. And I do credit that to Popovich because this team really shouldn't be close to the playoffs. I mean, your best player is DeRozan, and this isn't, you know, 2015, 2016. Where you know he averaged twenty-seven points a game, um, he's not that the anymore. Uh, your next best players, you know Murray, uh, you know Derek White, um, Keldon Johnson. You know that's not that's not you know a top four on any playoff team. So it's it's pretty remarkable that they're even a ten seed, honestly. Um, does anyone expect them to even make the playoffs? No, uh, but for them to be in the situation, yeah, I think that's all coaching. It's all culture by Popovich and. It's honestly one of his better coaching jobs last, you know, however he's been there. And, you know, this isn't – this should not be a playoff team. Any other coach on this team, maybe one or two coaches can make – you know, could make a 9-10 seed in the West, but I don't really think there even is. I think Pavvic is probably the only coach that can make this team a playoff team, you know, at least a play-in team, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I guess we'll look at the East. Um, I'll, I'll let you lead things. So, I guess we'll just start with the one seed.
1: Yeah, so the one seed uh, in real life is the Sixers at 49 and 23. Um, For me, I had the Bucks being the one seed. Uh, I mean, they were 46 and 26, only, you know, three games behind. So not, you know, it wasn't terrible, but they definitely didn't perform like I thought they would. They're definitely really good this year. Um, They're honestly probably, at least by the numbers wise, they were probably better than they were the last two years. But uh, for some reason, they just never it seemed like in the beginning of the season, they just kept losing games and they didn't have maybe a great chemistry. Drew Holiday wasn't playing great in the beginning. He played a lot better in the middle of the season and towards the end of the season. And Giannis played way better towards the end too. If he hadn't won two, the last two MVPs, Giannis could easily win MVP this year too. Um, but obviously that wasn't going to happen with them winning the last two. Uh, but yeah, this a team where, you know, I definitely thought they'd be better in the regular season and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. They had to play Miami in the first round, which is probably the toughest matchup that they could have asked for out of any of the teams. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but at least for the regular season, I thought they'd be a little bit better, but you know, 46 and 26 that, I mean, you can't really be mad at that. So I think it was a pretty good prediction, I would say.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had the bucks as the first seed as well. I mean, I think you summarized it pretty well. Holiday wasn't as great off the bat, but he's turned into a guy that, again, if it weren't for Simmons and Gobert, he's a guy that could slip into that Defensive Player of the Year talk. He's an honorable mention type of guy when it comes to that award. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this team exp- uh, played slightly worse than I thought they were going to. I thought they were probably going to hit fifty wins. Uh, they didn't. So yeah, I mean, but but still, I think this team's similar to how I think they kind of were to start the year, but. I kind of like this team at the 3 seed. I think the pressure's not completely on them anymore. Um, it's been a, it's been a couple of years now. I think it's time for them to compete and I don't think they're the spotlights on them as much as it used to be with the Nets, the Sixers, even the Knicks to a certain extent, not that the Knicks compete with them, but the Knicks are there, which kind of helps take the spotlight off the Bucks a little bit. So I'm excited to see how they play in the playoffs. Maybe it's just going to be the same thing again, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, if they were playing in a different team that first round, I definitely have more confidence in them. But for them to play Miami, they even get by them. They have to play the Nets. That's a very tough two first rounds. And I'd be surprised if they make it out. Um, definitely the second round, but even even the first round. I mean, if they make it out against the Heat, um, I'd be impressed by that. Uh, but again, then you have to play the Nets. So definitely a tough playoffs for them. Um, but speaking of the Nets, they were the two seed. Uh, in real life I had them as the two seed for me also Uh, this is kind of what I thought and this is before they got Harden obviously this is just you know based off KD and Kyrie um, being on the team Um, I thought you know they'd be a two seed Um, they'd be really good offensively defensively they wouldn't be great obviously they still aren't great defensively you know obviously after trading Allen Lavert getting Harden they're still not great which I don't think anyone expected to be them to be but um, yeah, I mean, them, them three, they haven't been healthy all year. Uh, they've only played, I guess, now 10 games together, I think it is, maybe nine or 11 games. Uh, but I think everyone knows them three on the court, as long as they're 90% healthy, they're better than any other three on any other team. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely scared to play them. Uh, if, like I was just saying, the bucks I'd be scared to play them in the second round. Um and you know it does look like Philly's probably gonna get the Easter Conference final spot. So it's probably gonna be the Nets and the Sixers, at least in my mind. I don't know about you, but uh if it is, that's gonna be a great series. Um it'll be so interesting to see how they plan against indeed, uh how they do offensively, the Nets. So yeah, um this is kind of what I expected. Two seed for the Nets.
0: Yeah, I had the Raptors as my two seed, so pretty. I mean, I think they played out how I thought they would. The Raptors have been pretty solid all year. Uh, obviously, you know, no. Well, I mean,
1: just flip the record around, right?
0: Yeah, flip the record. If they were forty-five and twenty-seven, that would be how I thought they would have played. But they missed the playoffs entirely, which honestly, I was. I'm still even. I don't even. You know, not even considering that I had them at the two seed. That's still an underperformance. That people thought they were going to be. Uh, yeah, just they just didn't play well. I mean, I think they just not only did they lose Ibaka and Gasol, but they also just weren't nearly as good in general. So I still think Nick Nurse is a top, what, something amount. He's a, he's a top coach in the
1: league, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. It's a bad prediction, but it happens like this. Yeah. And I will say for the West, I did have the Rockets as my five seed. Obviously we just never talked about them because they were the worst team in the league, I, I think. Right. So that was my bad prediction uh, for this and yours with the Raptors. So we both had one, uh, at least in each conference, but um, moving on to the three seed, uh, the Bucks were the three seed in real life, 46 and 26, like we said, um, I had the Sixers there. So you just flip flop them. Uh, the one and three, which, you know, I definitely could have seen before the season started um, obviously with the Sixers, you know, having a new coach and everything, new culture there. Um, but the Bucks, yeah, uh, we kind of talked about them um, a little bit. Um, yeah. They are a team that, I think just their stats-wise and everything, they looked good, but they just haven't looked um, – they just weren't uh, winning games, it seemed like, in the beginning of the season. But they turned it on You know, the last 20, 30 games of this season. And, again, it's going to be a tough matchup in that first round against the Heat, but – you would think they'd learn from last year in the way that they played against them, where they should have got swept. They got gentlemen uh, swept in five games. Um, so I think it'll be definitely a better series this year, especially you no know, bubble. Giannis was injured last year, different different, you know, injury concerns, different problems. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem this year. Uh, but again, still a tough series, uh, but them being a three seed again. Um, you're right. No pressure. I think that is the biggest thing for them. There's no pressure, at least not being a one seed and being the most dominant team in the league. So I think that does help. But again, definitely a tough series.
0: Yeah, I had the Celtics as my three seed. Clearly just a bad another subpar pick. They were the seventh seed. Um, and their team that if they didn't even make if they miss the playoffs and lose this play in tournament. I mean, I wouldn't be like too, too shocked. I think the only thing I got right about this team was Tatum and Brown. They played about as well as I th- about as well as I thought they would have played, but everything else on this team I was wrong about. I was wrong on Brad Stevens being able to coach this team well. I was wrong on the fact that the depth would work out well. I was wrong on Marcus Smart. Evan Fournier was not a good move, clearly. Um, Not that it was a horrible one. I mean, he didn't give up anything. It just wasn't a great move. I think Aaron Gordon probably would have been a better pickup, even though he obviously cost more. Uh, Yeah, this team just didn't end up working out. Um, Kemba clearly just not good anymore. I mean, he's all right. He's just not the same Kemba that he used to be in Charlotte or even beginning of Boston, I guess. Um, yeah. it's just, teams just teams just not very good. So we'll see what happens to him in the plan, but uh, the three seed didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Boston, I had them as my four seed. Um, that obviously went to the Knicks this year, which again, that's the second most surprising team behind the Suns in my mind um so that was the next one 41 31 again i had the celtics there i was thinking you know coming off the eastern conference finals appearance which they possibly could have lost in that semifinal against the raptors but they did make the conference finals last year um just thinking this year especially the way if you look at the stats wise like brown played 10 times better than you would have thought that he would have played he really improved to a true number two on that team behind tatum uh, which is what you could have hoped for going into the season And you would expect Kemba to be better, but his knees just gave out, honestly. His knees are almost done, I think you could say. Um, Obviously, coming off that surgery in the offseason, he never was truly healthy to begin the season. He's always had the nagging injuries, can't even play back to backs. Um, So, and then obviously the locker room problems, just, you know, I don't know if it's coaching, culture, locker room, just the players. You know, I don't know what's going on with them, Celtics wise, but um, clearly a huge problem. Um, But speaking of the Knicks, at least, I mean, you know, neither of us had them making the playoffs, uh, even being in the play-in tournament. So for them to be a four-seed, you know, obviously getting Coach Tibbs in there. Randall's played like an M- MVP. He's going to win most improved player. We'll get into that later. Um, but, yeah, just them as a whole team getting D. Rose as a trade, which everyone thought was a bad trade. Why are you getting Derek Rose? Um, but he's turned out amazing, and they've been – I think they're 10 games over five hundred when he plays. Um, so, yeah, just a great season by them. If it wasn't for the Suns uh, and Monty Williams winning Coach of the Year, uh, Tibbs would win Coach of the Year. Um, but yeah still a great season I'm being a four seed no one no one expected them to be a four seed not even close
0: yeah to me this was the most surprising team Uh, I have them as more surprising than than the Suns just because I thought the Suns were still going to make the playoffs or at least compete for a playoff spot and they're the two seed which is surprising definitely but the Knicks with just so much disarray and dysfunction in the culture it's just the fact that they're the four seed was just is super surprising. just not where I thought they were at all. I didn't have him in the play, and I don't think you had him in either. Uh, Julius Randle turned in from a guy who – he was a, the seventh pick a while ago, maybe like the 2014 draft-ish. I mean, yeah. he looked like a guy that was kind of just not good. Uh, Marcus Smart was the pick before him, and it looks like Marcus Smart might have been the better pick, but clearly that's just not r- right anymore. I mean, he, Randall turned in from a guy that you no, know, you just honestly don't even really want on a team to a guy that's – going to be a perennial all-star or perennial all-NBA player. Um, he's, he's carried this team to the four seed or not necessarily carried, but he's been a huge part of this four seed. I think Tibbs is, has a lot to do with uh, Randall's success, which is why to me, if I had a vote, I think I'd probably go with Tibbs for coach the Year over Monty Williams, especially given the fact that this Knicks organization is just, you know, in dysfunction the past 40 years, if maybe less than that, but at least like the t- past 20 years, um. so yeah I just this team was super surprising to me uh, obviously quickly was a really good draft pick getting him as low as you did uh, RJ Barrett doesn't look like a bust um, maybe he doesn't look as great as people thought he would but he doesn't look like a bust uh, but yeah I mean as a Knicks fan I'm sure you're pretty stoked but
1: yeah no definitely yeah and if If the Suns were a four or five seed, I could definitely see Tibbs getting coach of the year because the expectations were so much lower because the Suns definitely were viewed as a playoff team, Uh, The Knicks, while the Knicks just clearly weren't. Um, But with them being a two seed in the West, especially even with the Lakers' injuries concerns and all that, um, I think it still is maybe a better, I guess, I don't know the exact wording of it. I I was going to say better achievement, but um, either way, either both is very impressive just for the Knicks to make the playoffs but then even be a top four seed in the East. Um it's very impressive. Uh and, and by the to- way, I
0: had the six years as my four seed. I didn't say that, but
1: oh okay. So yeah, so um but moving on to the five seed. Um in real life it was the Hawks again, 41 and 31. Um, I had the heat here, they were the six seed. So again, not not that much farther off, especially with the heat beginning. But we'll get into them uh in the next i uh, would we'll talk about the six seed. Um but for the Hawks, I mean if this team was still coached by uh Lloyd Pierce, which I mean obviously it wasn't going to be, but let's say it was. They wouldn't even be close to the five seed. They they would probably make the playoffs, but they'd probably be in that playing tournament. Definitely, I would say, uh, you know, firing him and go to Nate McMillan. They're a completely different team. Um, Bogdanovich got used way differently with Nate McMillan. He's more of a ball handler shooter, uh, which is what he is. I mean, that's just he is. He's a very good shooter. He's over forty percent from three. He's a very good scorer. He could handle the ball too. Um, Trey Young isn't the ISO player that he was the last two years. He's more of a team guy um he's, he's still averaging the same amount of assists as he was the last two years but he, you, if you just watch the hawks team, you could tell he's a different player than he was um he's averaging less points per game too which i think is better for him um their team as a whole is just better capella has been really good defensively he's averaged you know he won the rebounding battle if that means anything anymore uh, i think he averaged over two blocks a game uh, way better than he was the last couple of years in houston um obviously playing under Harden, kind of a similar offense though uh, I think their team as a whole is just completely way better under Nate McMillan. That's why they're a five seed. Uh, they're definitely a scary opponent because the way they could shoot the ball and their offense, obviously their defense isn't great uh, besides Capella. But yeah, uh, I think just their team as a whole, I think it's a really good. And that firing was clearly the best thing that they could have done uh, for this season.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I had the Nets as my five seed, so again, not a great pick. But look at the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young has been... He's changed a little bit. He turned into a guy that would just kind of hog the ball and shoot it into a guy who he's still going to get his points. He's still going to get 25 a night, but, you know, he's looking to pass the ball. He's looking to be a playmaker. He's looking to pass and get his teammates open and make people around him actually better, which is huge. Uh, Yeah, you're completely right on Laurie Pierce. Uh, He should have been fired long before he was. And Nate McMillan, I mean, you you know, not only was he great for the Hawks, but if you're looking at the Pacers and the Pacers are looking at themselves, you're saying – Man, I guess I just clearly should not have fired Nate McMillan or at least I shouldn't have hired who I hired to replace McMillan. Um, there's a reason McMillan's been a head coach and what? I mean, he's been he was on the Seattle SuperSonics in the early 2000s, then he went to the the Blazers for for several years, uh the Pacers for a few and now he's at the Hawks. He I don't know if he lands the permanent job. I don't know if they've talked about it at all, the uh, the Hawks themselves, but he's at least got a pretty got a pretty gosh darn good chance to win that uh to win that permanent job so good for Nate McMillan good for this Hawks team uh we'll see what happens to John Collins after this year I'm curious to yeah. see if he if he's on that team I don't think so uh but I still think this team can be a team that competes for the playoff spots regardless of if, if Colin returns or not so yeah I mean I, I think this team exceeded my expectations I had them as like a plan team I think they them I had them as like the nine or eight I can check but
1: yeah, I had them as my nine seed. Uh, I just checked mine too. I had them. I did have them making the eight seed in the play in, but I did have them finishing as a nine seed.
0: Yeah, I had them as my nine seed. So,
1: yeah. Um, and it's actually funny because McMillan didn't even want to coach this year. He was planning on taking a year off. Lloyd Pierce asked him to be an assistant for him, and he didn't even say yes at the beginning. He thought he said yes towards the end of the offseason, and then he takes his job, and you know, it. You know, he's over. You know over 500 by a wide margin ever since he being head coach so it's a pretty interesting story and we'll see if he actually does want to be the head coach of this team going forward because like i said he did want to take some time off uh from being a coach in the nba but still a great story um and definitely a tough matchup in the first round but i think they definitely can win they're clearly the better offensive team um but that would be a really good series i think uh but moving on to the sixth seed, um it's the miami heat like i said uh for my sixth seed i had the raptors there I remember when we made this, I didn't even want the Raptors there because I really didn't like them going into the season. I thought losing Ibaka and Gasol was a very big difference for them. Just their front line was completely uh, tarnished um, compared to the last season where the front line really was one of their core uh, parts of their team with Siakam, obviously. Uh, So for them losing that, I thought that was huge for them. Um, And it clearly was. And obviously, you know, maybe it's just fatigue from them. Larry's getting older um, Siakam wasn't great this year. Um, that obviously played big factors too, but um, speaking of the Heat, you know, I think the, they had a finals hangover. Obviously, they didn't win, but they obviously made the finals. Um, this, the beginning of the season, they were terrible. Butler, you know, he was injured. I think he maybe even had COVID or at least something with COVID. Bam wasn't great at the beginning. Uh, they had injuries too, but if you look at the last 30 games, uh, the, this is the team that we expected uh, throughout the whole season. Um, and they're the scary, I would say they're the scariest team that's not one of the top three in the East. Um, you do not want to play the Heat, and again, they're, they're going to play the Bucs in that first round. It's going to be a really tough series uh, for the Bucs, and Butler, you know, if you look at him since he came back, again, I, I forget if it was from the injury or from a COVID thing, uh, he's 22-7-7, and uh, and that's for a majority of the season since then, so he's been as good as he could be ever since he came back from that and Bams played better. Shooting still isn't there, but defensively, again, he's probably first team. Maybe not first team all defense because you have Gobert, but he's probably second team all defense. Uh, definitely could could have been first team all defense, but again, this is the Miami Heat team that we expected going to the season.
0: Yeah, no, I you said it well. I, ha, I had them in my sixth seed. I think I probably had them would have had them slightly better off the off the bat, and probably slightly worse as of recent. Um, I expect to be a little bit more level, but. Yeah, I mean, this team is a scary, very scary team. That's me, they're probably the fourth or third best team in the East, if not higher maybe. Uh, I have them better, better than the Knicks, better than the Hawks. I, I don't want to play Jimmy Butler. I just think that's a scary team. And I don't think they're a threat to legitimately win the finals at all. But, I mean, they're a scary team. Any team led by Jimmy Butler, they're just ferocious. Uh is a great head coach. I mean, we've seen over there he's just, he's just a great head coach. Uh, Bam's a guy that he's going to be second or third all team defense, uh, all defense. Um, Duncan Robinson can shoot the ball, Hero can obviously shoot the ball. Adding Oladipo in the trade deadline, it's definitely better than having a linick and Bradley in my mind. Uh, for that, for that heat team. Um,
1: well, Oladipo is out for the year,
0: yeah. But I mean, I mean, how many games did he play?
1: I don't, I only think he played a couple. I don't think he played that much. Okay, well then, never mind. I guess, but
0: <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I, you get the point. This team is a scary team. They're probably. I mean, yeah, they're at worst the fourth best team in the East. So, I think I think yeah. they're a pretty scary threat. I haven't really thought about who's going to win that first round matchup between the Bucks and the Heat, but uh, I mean, I don't really know who to take because I because I, I kind of want the Bucks to win. I I mean, I don't know if I want to, but it's a it's a they're a scary team. I mean, a Jimmy Butler team. They're scary.
1: No, definitely. And um, moving into the play-in teams in the East, uh, we'll start with the Celtics as a 7th seed, 36-36. and 36. Clearly not the season that they wanted, not the season that they hoped they were going to get. Um, I guess just for my 7th seed, I did have the Wizards, and there still is a possibility they can get that 7th seed, obviously, with that 7-8 game uh, happening tonight, actually. Um, again, we'll get into that matchups later, um, but clearly not the season that they wanted. Tatum was better than you New- probably would have hoped. I mean, he's clearly turned himself into a top, you know, top, I guess top 15 guy right now, but he clearly will probably be a top 10 guy next year. At least that's the hope. Uh, Brown turned himself into a true number two uh, on the championship caliber team. Um, and then, you know, Kemba, again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the injuries, the knee, Marcus Smart. I mean, he's not going to be on this team next year. No way he's on this team next year. Uh, I thought the Fournier trade, I thought that was unfortunate because he had COVID literally as soon as he got onto the team. Um, And obviously that's clearly affected him somewhat after that. He just isn't the same player he was with the Magic. I think if that didn't happen, maybe they get a bolt of energy uh, from him. You know, they've lost 10 of the last 15 games after going on that West Coast trip. I think they won five or six in a row. Now people say that was kind of fake even when it was happening because they really weren't like winning those games. They were kind of locking themselves into those games. Uh, so who really knows? But still, win five in a row in a West Coast trip—that's pretty impressive, anyways. Uh, but yeah, something's clearly just wrong with this team. Obviously, you'd probably know more than I would, being a Celtics fan. But um, yeah, this is a team where you know everyone thought they'd be top four, at least the five seed. Um, and they're if even if they win the seven seed or the eight seed, they're going to lose first round anyways. So definitely a really bad season for the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, it, it, as far as my prediction on the Celtics, I mean, I had them at the three. We talked about it. I think I nailed the head on on Brown and Tatum. I just was completely wrong on the rest of the team. Uh, I, I wouldn't fire Stevens. I know people want to fire Stevens. I wouldn't fire Stevens. I don't really like Smart on this team. I would have treated him a while ago, I think. Uh, Kemba, I mean, he's stuck on this team. You're just going to have to hope he gets better. If not, well, oh well, I guess. Um, Fournier, you gave up like a second for him. It didn't work out. I mean, his first game, he was what? He had zero points in 24 minutes, I want to say. Uh, so... I mean that kind of summarizes how he was. I mean, obviously he wasn't that bad, but um yeah, I mean COVID off the bat, um, he just wasn't he just wasn't great. And he was a guy that, you know, he could look he could have looked to get 20 plus mil on the, on the open market this offseason. And maybe this also to, to resign him, but you know, who knows what he gets now. Um, but yeah, uh and as my seventh seed. Let me see what I had as my seventh seed. I had um I had the Pacers as my seventh seed uh so yeah um I mean I think the Pacers are what the nine seed they're the ninth seed so yeah. I was a little bit wrong but close I mean playing tournament so so yeah
1: yeah and uh, moving on to the eight seed um I the Wizards did finish as the eighth seed uh which is remarkable considering they were 17 and 32 they finished uh the season 34 and 38 Um, which is crazy. Um, And I guess for my eighth seed, I I actually, I had the Pacers there too. Um, And like you said, they are the ninth seed. So pretty close. Again, they had the same record. Wizards just had the tiebreaker. Um, But speaking of the Wizards, I mean, you know, beginning of the season, they're three and 12 to start the season. Um, That's how they started off. They had COVID, you know, they missed like seven games in a row. They couldn't practice for two weeks. Uh, Westbrook had a torn quad to begin the season, which no one knew about until like February Um, until he said it. Um, Beal's obviously been amazing you know if it wasn't for Curry just going on absolute tear the last you know 20 to 25 games Beal's winning the scoring title uh, pretty easily I mean he was winning the entire season until Curry went on that tear. Um, You know the trade acquisition of Daniel Gafford if you know if you've been watching the games I mean he's made a huge difference he doesn't play a lot which doesn't make sense because you know if he played more he'd probably be he be, I mean, he would average like two over two blocks a game, you know, eight rebounds, 15, 16 points a game. That's just what he would do if he was playing more. Uh, he's, just, he's clearly one of the better uh, acquisitions that they made. Um, but yeah, this is a team where injuries, COVID just clearly affected them. Bad coaching. Scott Brooks is not a good coach. He's definitely not going to be their coach for next season. Um, his contract is expiring. So they're not going to bring him back no matter what they do uh, in the playoffs that they, if they do make the playoffs, but. Cause it's a really impressive season considering where they started. I think before the season, people did have them higher, but if you were to tell me that this team was three and 12 and they were going to finish 34 and 38 and be an eight seed uh, on the last day of the season, they got that eight seed. Um, I don't think people would have expected that, honestly, even with Westbrook and Beals for two best players.
0: I had the magic as my eight seed, uh, the wizards. Yeah. I mean, I, I had them as my 10 seed, so pretty close, just not exactly there, I guess. Uh yeah, I mean, I think Beal and, and Westbrook—they're great. I think Westbrook is probably slightly better than I expected them to be uh, on this Wizards team. They've played clearly great as of late. They were a team that I—I I mean, halfway through the season, they just—they weren't going to make the playoffs, and somehow they ended up as the eighth seed, which is cool. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're—they're they're not an eighth seed that's going to win a series like win series is like the, the like the Lakers would or anything. So not too much to talk about. But yeah, I think I think the Wizards can build off this. Uh, if they can get a better head coach in there maybe they can kind of fight for around a round of five seedish maybe next year if the east doesn't improve at all which may happen I'm not too I mean who knows but uh yeah I mean this is an interesting team I don't know that continuing with Westbrook and Beal is the best long-term play but short-term wise I guess they're going to be a competitive team so
1: yeah don't no, for sure and um Again, we'll talk about the playing tournament matchups right after this, but Beal is not 100%. You know, he's coming off a hamstring injury, which I don't, we don't even know what that is, but he's, he's probably like 70%, honestly. If you, if you saw that last game against the Hornets, uh, he could barely get up and down the court. So that's going to be a big factor in that playing game. But um, moving on to the nine seed, um, like you said earlier, it was the Pacers. Um, I had the Hawks as my nine seed. Uh, clearly, they were better than that. They were the five seed. You know, again, that was mostly Nate McMillan and him coming in, which obviously I just couldn't have seen happening. So, um, you know, I think they probably would have been better than a nine seed even with Lloyd Pierce, but it probably would, only would have been a seven seed at the most, I would say. So I don't think I was that off. But speaking of the Pacers, I mean, obviously they messed up by firing McMillan, hiring Nate uh, uh, Jorkinson. I think it's how you say it, Jorkinson. Um, you know, I think they, they said they hired him because they liked his offense, but they never looked into his, you know, culture and his people ability, which is obviously the biggest reason, you know, all those reports came out like two weeks ago that they may fire him at the end of the season because the locker room is so bad. Coaches are getting fights with players. Players don't seem to like him. Um, so a lot of just the locker rooms clearly split up, uh, about the coach. Um, they've had some bad injuries, you know, Brogdon's been out. Turner's been out. Uh, T.J. Warren's been out, I think, basically the whole season. Uh, Sabonis has played injured. Uh, Lavert obviously, traded for him. You know, he the kidney. He's come back. He's been really good, at least offensively. Um, but this is a team that's just all over the place. And, um, this, I mean, it's kind of where I expected them to be. Again, I had them as my eighth seed. Uh, they finished as the ninth seed. That's kind of what I thought. You know, we did talk about before the season. They're probably trading Oladipo, which they did. Uh, they're probably going to trade Turner, which I thought they probably should have done, but they didn't. Uh, but, again, that was clearly a trade candidate. Um, but yeah, this would seem where they have a lot of good players, but it just never really worked out, I'd say. And it's definitely due to the coaching, I would say.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought the Pacers were gonna be slightly better against them as like my seven seed. So it didn't completely work out. Sabonis is Sabonis is a guy, though. I mean, in terms of if you want to talk about most underrated players in the NBA, Sabonis is he's up there at least. Um, obviously everything around him just wasn't good. I mean, but Turner was a guy, Turner's a guy who's in that top – I mean, he's not going to be in an all-defense team, I don't think, because he's just a center. But he's a great defensive player, and he's a guy that I wish got traded to the Celtics, and that was an easily executable trade. So, you know, misplay by Ainge. But, but, yeah, I mean, the Spacers team, I, I hope they fire Bjorkinson or Bjorkinson or whatever, um, Nate. So I hope they fire him. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who they'll bring in. I mean, I have no idea. I'm not looking at you know coaches on the market or whatever, but um, yeah, uh, my nine seed. I think I had
1: the Hawks as well. Yeah, I had the I had the Hawks as my nine seed. But yeah, so we were thinking the same thing about the Hawks. Which again, if you have Lloyd Pierce the whole year, I think it's they're probably on that eight nine seed. I would say. Uh, But moving on to the last seed in the East, um, it was Charlotte. uh, Definitely a surprise. They were 33 and 39. I had the Magic there. And again, if the Magic don't, you know tank basically you know after the trade deadline i think they are definitely in that seven through 10 seeds uh the magic finished 21 and 51 opposite of trading fournier vucevic gordon you know all those guys uh, but charlotte i mean you know james Brego is one of the better coaches in the nba probably probably like no one really knows about him he's in charlotte but you know he came from the spurs um he's led that team to be pretty competitive last two years um they're not they don't have great talent i mean their best player is probably terry rozier um, Lamello is probably their second or third best player but he's not the best player definitely Rozier um, you know you have Graham Bridges was really good this year uh, Miles Bridges uh, PJ Washington definitely improved um, we'll see how much he actually does improve I think he's kind of like a John Collins type you know you put up stats but you know he's not you know what role does he really play on a team um, I think he's pretty similar to him um, but yeah definitely a team that overperformed and um, could have been the eight seed and I mean, came out to the last game, the rallying with the eight seed or the 10 seed. And they, you know, they did lose, but they could have been the eight seed, which would have been even more impressive. I would say.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I had the, I mean, I had the wizards in my 10 seed. I didn't have the Hornets in the playing tournament or in the playoffs in general. Lamella was just, and is better than I expected. I mean, he's, he's either first or second in that rookie of the year. Um, we'll talk about it, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Hornets were much better than I thought they'd be, even with that being said, they were still 33 and 39, so I don't know if they're necessarily much better than I thought they'd be, but if Lamelo didn't get hurt for a solid part of this year, they might be better than the ten seed they might be looking at. I mean, they might not even be in, I mean, they might be the seven seed, so Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is it for the East and the West through um, the one through 10 seeds. And I guess we'll get into our award predictions that we did. And then we'll talk about uh, the play-in matchups and we'll kind of just talk about it, and then pick a winner um, for each of the mat- for each of the games uh, which are happening tonight, tomorrow. And then the, you know, the loser, the seven, eight winner, the nine, 10, will be on Thursday. And uh, I don't know if they're, I think they're one Thursday, one Friday. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about it though. But for MVP, um, I think we had the same MVP. We both had Luca. I want to say. Yeah. And he was, I think he was, you know, definitely the, um, yeah, that was the guy to bet on. Or maybe not the guy to bet on. He had the best odds, I should say, going into the season. Uh, baseball the year he had last year, you know, another year of improvement. Uh, he still had a really good year. I think he was 29-9-9. Nine and nine, uh, But just not it wasn't the same 29 and nine you'd expect, you know, it was the beginning of the season, eight and 12, they finished really strong, but then you had Jokic and Embiid, obviously, and Curry even. So um, definitely not a bad pick, just didn't work out as you would have expected. I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think he had a, just a rough start to the year. He's still a top seven, maybe even top five guy in the MVP race, but, but yeah, just the, the rough start just didn't work well for him. Uh, I mean, who would? So we, we, I mean, we know who's going to win MVP. Most likely, it's most likely going to be Jokic. But um, if you have a ballot and you can vote, I mean, who are you voting for MVP for this year?
1: I'm voting Jokic. Um, I probably would vote Embiid if he didn't. If, he, if Embiid didn't get injured, I'm picking Embiid. Um, but since he did get injured, it's it. I mean, it has to be Jokic. I mean, just look at the stats. Anyways, I think he's 27, 11 rebounds and nine assists. I want to say um obviously he's led that team he's been the best player on that team uh, to be a four seed obviously i mean um to be a three seed i should say uh without murray for like 20 games is huge anyways uh you know the people saying curry i mean he, i don't think he, he just can't win mvp no matter the stats no matter how much he carries the team they're an eight seed yeah you can't be an eight seed and win mvp in my mind i do look at record and you know seeding wise uh into mvp Uh, Some people don't, some people do. I think it is important, especially in the West. Um, So yeah, I think Jokic is is the clear MVP.
0: Yeah, I would vote for Jokic too. Uh, Curry would probably be my runner up, um, if not third. Uh, I think Embiid belongs somewhere second or third, probably. Even if Embiid doesn't get injured, there's still a chance i still vote for Jokic. Uh, But yeah, Embiid's still in there. Uh, But yeah, I'd vote for Jokic. I think he had by far, or not by far, but I think he had probably the best year. Uh, He's probably the best center in the league. He definitely was last year in the playoffs. Um, we'll see how the playoffs shake out this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah Jokic will be my MVP. I think he's going to win it as well. So,
1: so yeah. Yeah, and for Rookie of the Year, um, again, I think we still be both have the same Rookie of the Year, lamello um, You know, he missed 20 games. He only played 51 games out of 72. So, I don't know how much of a factor that plays. Because a lot of guys missed a lot of games this year. But, Anthony Edwards did play all 72 games, did average 19 points. You know, obviously, their team was terrible. So I think that, I think, I still think that does play a factor. Um, while the Hornets, at least, are in the play, and the Tim Rolls are never even close. Um, so I'd still go LaMelo, but I will be interested to see how the voting does turn out. If LaMelo wins, I think it'll we'll be very close because of the games missed. But again, his team's in the playoffs. I think that does matter.
0: I'm going to Lamelo as well. Um, I mean, I thought Edwards was gonna was going to get it once Lamelo initially got injured, and even like half through that injury, I just figured Edwards would be the guy. But you know, if you're giving me the vote, I'm voting LaMelo. I just think LaMelo, he was the culture change in that Hornets, you know, organization. I mean, Hornets, I mean, they were the old Bobcats. They were a team that nobody ever wanted, they were the laughing stock of the NBA. And suddenly, I mean, even just looking at that logo and looking at their their jerseys, like. I feel like my brain responds to the Hornets just so much differently now. They're a team that I want to watch. They're a team that is, you know, on the up, and they used to not be that. I think Lamelo is basically the sole reason I, I view them differently now. Um, and it's, you know, Edwards had a, has had a great year. He's, he's second in the voting regardless, um, if not first still. But uh, – He's got a little bit of that empty stat sheet for me. I mean, the, the Timberwolves were absolutely horrible this year, so playing all 72 games to me doesn't really mean two, 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 two too much. But uh, you know, 19 points a game is still a lot, regardless. It's got a little bit of that Andrew Wiggins feel, where it's like he may be able to score, but he still has to change the game. You know, he has to change his team and how his team plays at least a little bit. Something Lamelo did, at something. You know, Zion did it, something even, you know, Jaw did, who was a last year's Rookie of the Year winner. So, um, yeah, I, I just – I would like to see, you know, uh, Edwards change it, change the game in that type of way. But, um, again, he's just a rookie. It's it's really tough to see that. And Lomelo is, you know, he's an exception to the rookie – to the rookies where, you know, he's able to do that. So.
1: Yeah. Um, and – for defensive player of the year, um, I had Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm not sure who you had, but um, obviously Davis isn't going to win it. You know, he missed 30 games. He's just obviously not going to win it. Uh, it's probably Simmons. I know people are trying to say go bear, but I think it's Simmons. I think Simmons is the best perimeter defender in the league um, for his role on that team. Um, he, he obviously Embiid's really good defensively, and they do have you know Matisse Thybul too. Um, but Simmons is really that best defender on that team. Uh, He could guard, you know, point guards and shooting guards, you know, ball handlers. You could also guard like a Kevin Durant if you really had to, a taller guy, a more, you know, guy on the block possibly even. So he can guard really any position, one through five, honestly. Um, I think he's the defensive player of the year, even though people do say Gobert.
0: Yeah, to me, um, so I had Gobert, and I'm still going to stick with Gobert. I just think – and I I, I didn't even – at the beginning of the year, I didn't even really want to pick Gobert. I just – he was like the default guy – um, it was him, or it was you know some random, and I was taking kind of too big of a risk. Um, I was stuck thinking about this for a while. I was listening to um, I don't know if you know through the wire, it's a uh, king of the fourth quarter, it's his podcast, but they were kind of talking yeah. about it. Uh, Gobert versus Simmons, and I, I I thought about it for a while, and I, I think I'm sticking with Gobert. I think Gobert is going to win it, um, and I think I would pick him if I had a ballot as well. I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, Simmons being so versatile, that's what makes him so much, you know, he, it makes him great. And I think he's a more exciting defensive player to watch because you can realistically put him on anybody you want. And that's, you know, you can legitimately put him on anybody you want, not just, you know, a guy that you say you can, like a Draymond or something. You can put him on the one, you can put him on the five. With that being said, I think the center's probably, I think the center in general is probably the most important defensive position. There's a reason that, you know, centers aren't, you know, centers, you know, defense, defense on, as a center is more valuable than, you know, offense on a center and for the most part, at least. Uh, so I just, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Gobert. I think he's probably had, I think statistically he's had the best defensive year out of his other two defensive player of the year uh, years as well. It's tough to go against Gobert. If Simmons wins it though, I'm not going to be mad at all. I just think Gobert is so dominant in the paint. And there's a reason that Gobert is just. There's a reason that Jazz team is so good, and I, I don't. And I think Gobert probably has a lot to do with it. I, he's not a guy that's going to go guard the one. Gobert can get exposed at times, but he's just so dominant in the paint. Like teams don't want to go in the paint against the Jazz, is because Gobert's is so good. And yeah, I, if Simmons wins it though, I'm not going to be mad. It'd be just because he's so elite at every single position. I just think Gobert is so good at what he does, and if you have a competent team around him. He just looks so great. And I think, you know, I, I just think, to me, Gobert is my defensive player of the year. But this is closer than any other award for me. It could go either way, and I wouldn't be really too surprised.
1: Yeah, and like you said, Gobert has won two of the last three. So I wonder if maybe there's somewhat of, of a fatigue with him. Um, So maybe that's why like, Simmons can win it, even if they're pretty similar. But, yeah, I think that would be very close, too. Uh And moving on to most improved player, I mean, I had R.J. Barrett. Um, it's going to be his teammate Julius Randle obviously I don't think there's any question um, on who it's going to be you know he's averaging um, what's he averaging 20 24 points per game with 10 rebounds six assists he does just about he does everything for that team uh, you know there are four seed in the east again no one expected that to happen uh, his improvement obviously that's the point of the award but from last year he looked like a guy you know stats wise you can put up stats but he's always gonna be on a bad team he's always gonna do you have those turnovers that make no sense? I um, mean, improved his three-point shooting this year. Uh, the turnovers are way down. Uh, again, the assists are up, the points are up, just his efficiencies up, the team-wise, everything. So it's a clear cut. He's going to be most improved player, honestly.
0: Yeah, to me, yeah, I would agree. Julius Randle is my most improved player. It's a tough award to predict. I mean, it's just, it's so kind of yeah. random. Um, I think I had, J- had Jalen Brown. Um, I, I guess we kind of both went with, like, I mean, I guess bias picks um, Jalen Brown, that if was a guy that I guess he could win it. If there was absolutely nobody else to win the award, he's a guy that you could just throw in there, but it's going to be Randall. Um, there's not too much to say about it. He just improves so much. He started from, you know, we died. I talked about it. He's going to win the award. He deserves to, if I had a ballot, I'm voting for him as well. I don't know exactly if it's if you know being unanimous, most improved player even matters. I don't know, the last person to do it. I don't even know if it's really a thing or anybody cares about it, but he'll probably do it. Um, maybe Jeremy Grant gets a vote or two. I mean, Grant improved a lot as well. He was a guy that then I kind of thought the Nuggets were fine to let go of. And if I think, you know, you would have loved to have Jeremy Grant as the Nuggets this year. And he's a guy that if you had him, that be you might not have either you, you might not have had to make the Gordon trade or you might have made the Gordon trade and you know had grant and Gordon which would have been nice as well. So, yeah, that's my like honorable mention for for most improved.
1: Yeah. Um and I realized we actually never did this when we did our awards but six men we'll do it quickly. We never did it. Um it's going to be Jordan Clarkson I'd like to say. I mean, you know, for that Jazz team, he's the guy who comes off the bench and he's, you know, there's next scoring option behind Mitchell, uh least a ball handler guy. I guess calmly too, but it's going to be Clarkson. Uh there's not I guess there's a couple other guys in the league, but I think it's pretty clearly gonna be Clarkson.
0: Yeah, Clarkson's gonna win. He's gonna win six man. I think if he didn't, maybe Ingalls wins it. Um and they're on the same team. So kind of the same thing as kind of last yeah. year with Harrell and um why is the name not on my head right Lou now? Will? Harrell, Harrell and Lou Will. Jeez, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I, I think Clarkson's and he's he's the guy that from now on he's going to be in that six man of the year talk every single year. I'd assume uh, he just he fits that role really well. Um, I'm not exactly sure on his contract situation. I think the Jazz might have signed him to an extension. I'm not too sure on that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he stays on the Jazz if he can continue to do this. I'm not exactly sure. He might be a free agent um, next year, this year, but uh, yeah, I mean Clarkson's he's a six man of the year. I'm happy for him. Uh, it's nice that he was able to get out of that Cleveland situation and get on a successful team. And I'm interested to see how this Jazz team performs in the playoffs. They're not my favorite team, but a lot of a lot of players that I I like. I like Gobert. I like Clarkson. I like Mitchell. I like Ingles. I like Quinn Snyder. So it's interesting. I'm interested to see how they play in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and on Clarkson, he did sign a four-year, $51 uh, million extension probably, with the yeah. Jazz. Yeah, so he'll be a free agent in 2024 um, when he's 32. So it's a, kind of a little bit of a bargain, honestly, uh, for the Jazz, the way he's been playing this year. Um, but uh, going into Coach of the Year, um, I said this is the, the last award. Um, I had Mike Malone, and again, that was thinking Nuggets would be the one seed in the West. Um, I thought that, you know, have over 50 wins, uh, be a clear-cut number one seed, and that's why he'd be Coach of the Year obviously that's not the case. It's going to be Monty Williams. Again, it could be Tibbs, but I think it's going to be Monty Williams. Um, But uh, yeah, I think you also had Mike Malone. I want to say too. So,
0: yeah, I mean, as it's the default pick is the one seed. It's, I mean, if you've ever played 2k, if anybody's ever played 2k, that award is literally just given to the coach with the best record. That's, and that's not how it necessarily is in the NBA, but uh, you know, when you're predicting it, it's kind of easy to just go with the team that's the one seed that wouldn't, you know, not, I guess not everybody would have as the one seed. It was kind of Budenholzer wasn't going to win as the one seed in the East if he was there, even if he was the one seed. So yeah, I mean Malone was the default pick for a guy if you're picking the Nuggets as the one seed. Clearly, it'll it probably won't be him. It'll be Monty Williams. Maybe Thibodeau wins it. I don't I don't think so, but I
1: think he has a puncher's chance at it. Uh, so so yeah, yeah and. Uh, we'll talk about our finals prediction when we get to the finals. Uh, so we won't say anything yet, but when we get to the finals, we will talk about that. Uh, but the last thing is, we'll talk about the playing games um, quickly. We'll kind of just pick a winner, honestly, um, and talk about it. But uh, tonight, Tuesday, it's the East. So uh, at six thirty, it's the Hornets at the Pacers. Um, I this is this is kind of a tough game. I I you know both teams I feel like, are kind of similar. Um, I don't know if the Pacers have. Uh, Brogdon Uh, for this game, it, they, it seems like they don't. Um, and the Hornets. I don't think they have Gordon Hayward for this game. Also, they've both been out with injuries. Um, and it doesn't seem like. Um, I don't know if this is updated or not, but it says LeVert's not going to play. Uh, too. So I don't know if that. I don't know if that's true. I, mean, I guess we. I probably should have looked at that before, but I'm gonna go with the Hornets. Um, even with those injuries, anyways, I think the Hornets. They seem to blow leads at late in games, but I think Rozier uh, and Graham, the three point shooting, uh, their team, if they get hot from three, it's kind of hard to beat them. Obviously they're not great defensively, but if they get hot from three, it really is hard to stop them. And Rozier seems to make big shots at big times. Um, so I'm kind of banking on that for this game.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Hornets as well. I, I just think that they're a super exciting team. I just think the Pacers look deflated. Um, I'm not exactly sure if Brogdon's playing Hayward is out. Um, Miles Turner's out. TJ Warren's obviously he's out. Um, it says DeMontis a bonus is questionable. I think he'll play. I'm not exactly too sure yeah, on he, it or he, not,
1: but he's gonna play. Yeah.
0: okay. Um, yeah. I think the Hornets, I think, I don't know that they're necessarily the better team. It's a one game series. Who knows what happens, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll go with the Hornets. I think they're the more exciting team. I think they have more boomer bust potential. I think they just kind of have a higher ceiling just with Lamelo on that team. Um, See, I, I like the Hornets to win. The Hornets are currently three-point underdogs-ish. Um, so we'll see what happens. But but yeah, I'll, I'll take the Hornets. If the Pacers win, I mean, honestly, I don't care about this game. It's it's the most irrelevant, it's the least irrelevant playing game to me. Maybe, maybe yeah, I think to me, to me, it's probably the least relevant, at least in the East it is. So yeah. so yeah.
1: Yeah, and it looks like Rodden's game time decision. Um, but it seems like he probably will be out. And then Aaron Holiday, um, they said, is questionable for the game. Um, and nothing about LaVert. So maybe that was just uh, – I don't know what that was. It, so it does seem like he's going to play in same as a bonus. Um, but uh, for the 9 o'clock game, it's the Wizards at Celtics. Again, this is a tough game because I think if Bradley Beal is 100% healthy, I think it's clearly you pick the Wizards in this game. But, again, he's not healthy. He's not 100% healthy. Um, so if they can have – if you put Smart – I think you could put Smart on Beal. And he I think he could – at least affect them defensively. And again, you can attack Beal on offense because again, he can't really move with that hamstring unless it's improved the last two days, which would be insane in two days to improve that much. Um, I think that's going to be a problem for the wizards, not only offensively, but also defensively. Um, But even saying that I think I'm going to pick the wizards, the Celtics team. It's just, I think it'd be perfect for the season. Again, it's still a chance to possibly get in the playoffs, but I think it'd be perfect for them the way the season's gone to lose this game. Um, I think Tatum going to have a big game. They don't really have anyone to guard Tatum. But I think even besides that, with no Brown, obviously, I don't see, you know, Kemba, I don't know how he's going to play this game. I mean, he's always hit or miss. So I'm expecting a miss, honestly. And I have the Wizards winning this game.
0: I think it'll probably come down to Kemba, to be honest. I expect if there's anything Tatum's done this year, I mean, he's done a lot, uh, but he's been able to produce major games against subpar teams. And I would, st- I would still label the Wizards as a subpar team, even though they've performed really well as of late um they don't really have necessarily have a guy that's going to go on tatum and shut him down or anything they don't have a you know they don't have like a drew holiday type of guy or a ben simmons type of guy um so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the celtics i think i think tatum goes off i think brown plays well i think he probably has 20 and plays pretty solid defense plays well in transition like he usually does um i think kemba probably will play well. Maybe he probably, I don't know. I mean, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. It's kind of a hit or miss, but I think it'll kind of ride on that. If, if Kemba can, even if he doesn't play well, if he can just hit the shots when they matter, obviously, but if he can hit some, a couple fourth quarter shots, if he can play well in the fourth quarter or an overtime, I think the Celtics win. If they lose, I think they win whatever out of the Hornets and Pacers. I think both teams would win. Um, I think this is a close game though, but I think the Celtics pull it out and I think the wizards probably beat the Pacers and the Hornets. So, so yeah.
1: Yeah. And we'll get, we'll do our um, next pick, you know, the next teams are Thursday and Friday. So we'll record on Thursday. We'll do those picks then officially when we know the teams, but um, uh, for the Wednesday game, for the next playing game to the West uh, Spurs, Grizzlies at seven 30 in Memphis. Again, this is, I think this is actually the most boring game. I think the Pacers Hornets is at least somewhat interesting. You have Lamello, I guess um, this game is really no one. It's only Java. Um I, I'm going to, I want to go Grizzlies, but I think I'm going to go Spurs. And I don't even know why I'm going with the Spurs. I just think – I think Popovich is somehow going to lead this team to a victory. I think DeRozan – DeRozan has been pretty clutch for them. I'm not going to lie. You know, looking at some of their games, he's pretty – somewhat clutch for them. Um, And the Grizzlies, they do seem to lack somewhat defensively. The Spurs are at least good defensively. I know that they do try try defensively. Um, But, yeah, I think this does come down to if Ja can put up, like, 30 points and be somewhat efficient at it. And again, not a great shooter. You know, team guard just lapping off of him. So if he can hit outside shots, I think they definitely can win this game. But I'm gonna go with the Spurs in this game.
0: I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies. I just think they're the better team. Uh, I I love Pop, but uh, I don't know how far DeRozan can bring you. Maybe it's a one-game series. So again, who knows? But I mean, yeah, I, I don't even really care about this game. Um, what happens? what happens? I think they both lose to whoever loses that Warriors Lakers game. It'll be interesting. I think the Grizzlies they'll have more potential to beat the loser of that seven eight seed game. So I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies. I think Jaw is probably the best player in that series and people may say DeRozan. Rosen, but to me, I just think the Rosen is just not, but um so yeah, I'll go with the Grizzlies, but if the Spurs win, I mean, it's a one game series and they're pretty close. They're both not great teams. so
1: yeah. And for the last game, it is Warriors at Lakers at 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Lakers. The only way I see the Warriors winning is if Steph can go for like 40, 40 plus. Um, maybe it's like 10 threes or something like that, which obviously he can do at any time. But I, I think the Lakers game plan defensively is just as soon as you cross a half court, double him. I think it's a pretty simple game plan, honestly. Just don't let him get to his spot on the court. Um, obviously, he's a great off the ball uh, mover. You know, he moves without the ball. Great uh, going off screen. So it's going to be a problem. But I think you just have to double him basically anytime he touches the ball and make it the other if the other guys beat you. The other guys beat you. But I don't think you should let you cannot let Curry beat you. Um, and again, the Lakers are just the better team anyway, so they should win the game no matter what. Obviously, their front court size is way better than the Warriors' front court size. So I think they win the game anyways that way. But just don't let Curry beat you. That should be the game plan. So again, I'm going to Lakers over Warriors.
0: Yeah, um, I've got like a. I mean, I don't want to get too much into finals talk and all that stuff, but I'm actually going to take the Warriors to win this game. It's just going to be. I think Curry is going to go off, and I think Curry's going to have a night. I think Draymond's going to play defensive Player of the Year quality defense. Offensively, he may not be there, but he'll knock down a couple shots. Um, I expect Wiggins to fill up the stat sheet. Probably nothing other than that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, but I, I think Curry goes off, and I think he probably has. I think he could have a fifty point game, and I think. He might be able to go seven for I maybe mean, even like 10 for 12 from three or something like that. And 10 for 14 and kind of just go off and have a game. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Warriors to win. That's definitely a, a you know, flaming hot take there, but uh, I'm going to take the Warriors to win. And I still am going to take the Lakers to, to win that next playing game. So, I mean, we'll talk about it then. So I kind of, but, but yeah, I, I, I mean, that's not, I mean, everybody knows that somebody would do that. That would take, they'll They'll. everybody's going to take the Lakers if they lose to the Warriors. So, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a little recap. Um, I'm going Hornets and wizards, and then I'm going um, Spurs and Lakers.
0: I'm going Hornets and Celtics and Grizzlies and warriors. So we're actually pretty, and we're in pretty good disagreement on those playing games. I mean, they don't really have too much of a, of an impact on the playoffs, but the Lakers and the Warriors game does for sure. So, yeah. so yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so again, we'll see how that plays out again. The East games are tonight West games tomorrow, and then we'll get into the next playing games on Thursday, but we we'll record next. Um, so I think that's it for this episode. Do you have anything else, Drew?
0: Um, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. So, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody who stayed to the end, I guess. Uh, we'll be back Thursday with, uh, Playoff stuff, and by the way, actually, I will say my my preseason finals pick was Celtics Lakers. Um, I don't know if you have yours on on your document or whatever, but uh, I mean, we'll see how that works out. Um, I won't talk about the finals, but that was my preseason finals prediction. So we'll see. There's still a chance; it's still alive. It's still an alive prediction. So I think you had Lakers Nets.
1: Yeah, I'd Lakers Nets. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's looking a lot better than mine is. So,
1: yeah, I think so. So,
0: all right. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Feel free to check everything in the description. Uh, yeah, I uploaded a TikTok recently. So, feel free to follow that TikTok, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back Thursday.